Hello and welcome to End Goals, an LCMS Youth Ministry Podcast. I'm host Reverend Mark Kiesling and I'm with DCE Juliana Schultz. We are here to bring parents, church workers, and lay leaders discussions and resources to help your youth ministry meet its end goal, which is young people who are disciples of Jesus Christ for life. Today, we talk about how to partner and connect with parents whose teens are going to the 2022 LCMS Youth Gathering. We are continuing our Gathering Starter Pack set of episodes as you prepare for the 2022 LCMS Youth Gathering. We hope these are helpful for you in preparing to join us in Houston next summer, but also that they're just generally helpful pieces in your healthy youth ministry or as you plan for any larger event. While uh, these are on gathering topics, you can always go back and listen to our general youth starter pack by going back to episodes 22 through 29 uh, and look through the previous podcast because there's a bunch of episodes about partnering with parents already, but this is specifically about how it relates to the gathering. (laughs) And when we talk about engaged parents being an important part of healthy youth ministry, that isn't just for your regular, like weekly or monthly programming. Engaged parents are crucial to the success of a large event like attending the LCMS Youth Gathering. They help prepare your teens. They assist with fundraising. They help set expectations for young people who attend. And as we prepare for the gathering, our focus can shift to be exclusively about the teens in our group who will attend. But don't forget to include your parents and the guardians and grandparents and others who fill that role for partnering with parents helps us in your preparation and it helps with follow up also in debriefing and debriefing and learning about the event. And technology has changed dramatically over the last few years so that parents, grandparents, guardians can all connect easily with students, even when they're at the event and far away from home. I remember going uh, on these events as a high schooler and my parents would give me like like three quarters and they would be like, call if you're dying. Um, And they would put me on a bus and I wouldn't see uh, like no contact until we got back. That was the rule in our house is you only call if there's an emergency. Otherwise we trust the youth leaders. They're just going to, so, um, you know, that, that's, that ages me a little bit, but like, um, there used to be pay phones where you could do that. But, uh, but now there's this huge blessing that these parents can be interacting, not just before and after, but during the event, even uh, as they uh, encourage their young person, as they help them better understand what's going on at the gathering. But that also means that the parents' response is via text or phone call um, can about what's going on at the gathering can uh, really impact that young person's attitude, or their tone, the, the experience that they have at the event. So if your parents trust and support your adult leader team, this can create a really positive support system. But uh, if that parent isn't on board or excited, that uh, can be really discouraging on, on that. So we really want to make sure that we have a great partnership between our adult leaders and our parents as we go to the gathering. Today, to talk about partnering with parents and connecting them to the gathering experiences in Amanda Jonke, DCE at St. Paul in Fort Worth, Texas. She is finishing a master's in family science at Concordia St. Paul and is a certified parent coach. Amanda is also a member of the 2022 gathering planning team working on the adult leader resource team. So thanks for joining us again, Amanda, on the podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Great. Thanks, Amanda. Well, we're going to talk again about these engaged parents and how important they are for your youth ministry beyond the gathering. Because parents are so important, we want to engage them throughout the process. How can some parents engage with the gathering, even though they aren't attending as adult leaders? So first and foremost, it's important to encourage parents to be in prayer for this process, for your team, for the adult leaders who are pouring into their kids. Um, Any way that they can cover this experience in prayer is going to help set their heart right and um, 
encourage their teens, but they can also help with the logistics of planning a gathering. They can help with the fundraising. Um, We all know that a lot of fundraising goes into your gathering experience. And so make sure you're inviting parents to partner with you and participate in those alongside of you. And they can also help in preparing their students. So having conversations about what the gathering is and what they can expect to experience there and also setting kind of boundaries and expectations for student behavior. If you have parents who are on board um, with your rules and your boundaries for students, they can back you up. They can um, encourage their students to participate fully and be present in the gathering. Also, one really cool way during the gathering that parents can connect um, is by watching the mass event. Uh, In the past, I've had groups of parents come together and form little watch parties um, where they would watch the mass event together and they'd be able to talk about it in and amongst their parent group. And it was such a cool way for parents to also build community together, which is something that's often missing in our lives. And so encouraging them to watch the mass event and to gather together and see what their kids are seeing so that they'll be able um, to talk about it when their kids come home. And then finally, watching the social media channels um, for what's going on throughout the gathering. There's awesome ways that um bits and pieces and snapshots of the gathering are communicated that way. So you get a feel for the excitement and the energy and the way that God's moving um, during that time. Even as an adult planner, uh, I encouraged my parents to, I actually sent them uh, a Facebook Live of me talking about the space that I was working in at the gathering. And I had been talking about this space for like two years. Um, and I must have just sound like gobbledygook to them because, but when they watched the Facebook Live, they were like, oh, that's what you meant when you said like um, photo op or when you mm-hmm. talked about certain event. Like it, mm-hmm. being able to utilize those small bits and pieces, either, you know, I love the watch party idea or the social media can really um, help contextualize your parents this thing that when you're trying to describe it otherwise might be a little difficult for a, a teenager to express right. exactly what's going on. Some adult leaders are parents. So you're going to be some adult leaders who are parents of the young people in their group. And that can be a huge blessing uh, to a group to bring parents along as your as your adult leaders. But it can also have its own uh, pitfalls. What are maybe some, some things to be thinking about when you're bringing along an adult leader who is also a parent of a child at the event? So it's important to remember that the relationship they have at home travels with them. And so if you're... If you have a parent who tends to be um, more critical of their child or a parent who tends to um, pave the way for their child, that behavior is not going to suddenly stop at the gathering. And so making sure that you're kind of paying attention to that and setting boundaries, I've often um, assigned those parents to groups who are don't have their kids in them um, so that they're still present with the gathering, but they're not um, directly experiencing it with their kids so that their kids have an opportunity to grow their independence and to flourish at the gathering. It also can be a really big comfort to some teens. For many teens, this is their first time um, traveling outside of state. Mm-hmm. And um, having a parent there can help calm some anxiety in them. Um, but it's important to kind of balance that again, because the gathering is a time of immense growth um, in a teen's life. And so 
making sure that the parent is there to provide some um, comfort, but not so much so that they're like building a bubble around their child and stopping them from experiencing what the gathering has and what God has planned for them. Um, and so finally, if you are a parent um, who is coming as an adult leader, it's really important that you take the time to talk with your teen in advance about what sort of expectations you're going to set and what sort of rules, what it looks like for you to be their parent at the gathering or their adult leader at the gathering and how you transition between those two kind of mental modes. I appreciate that preparation side. I, I know this came through some um, I think writing and presentations I've seen with Fuller Youth Institute, when they talk about for parents, a unique situation you're in, in youth ministry. And they talk about the fact that, you know, generally, if you're going to, if your kid's going to go to Disney World for the first time, you want to be a part of that. You're their parent. You want to watch their eyes and as they react to things and get experience, these amazing experience. And then we talk about something like a mission trip or servant event or a national youth gathering, and you're sending your kids and you don't get to go, but you want to be with your kids to watch them grow and to experience these things. So that can be a hard disconnect. And so to think through it on the front end for a parent to be ready for that, how do you still support in the middle of that? Um, and also for, like you said, those parents who go along too, to give them space to have that experience, but yet to be able to witness that um, and to see that joy um, being close by them too, is just something I think for that filter for parents to think through um, in that unique situation of youth ministry, when your kids are starting to become more independent, be able to travel maybe for the first time. Um, so just exciting things that are happening in the lives of a young person and for adults to kind of consider some of those things. And parents um, is great for them to be able to talk and communicate. And, and on that communication side, that's where we want to turn our attention to a little bit. Um, how would you suggest communication with parents while their teen is at the gathering? And whether from the perspective of the parent hearing this, what you would suggest, but then maybe also as an adult leader, what are suggestions maybe that you would work to, to manage that a little bit or give tips to the parents uh, for kids who are attending? Um, so if you think back to Juliana's story um, about her three quarters, uh, I was sent to my first gathering with a um, phone card, a long distance calling card. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, because my mom, uh, wanted a nightly phone call and that was her thing. And so she was going to send me with a phone card and make it happen. So it's really important to set boundaries around how, um, you are encouraging parents to communicate with their kids during the gathering. You can't stop them and you shouldn't stop them. Um, but letting them know when they can expect to hear from their youth and when you're going to be busy, knowing that the gathering is a full, busy day um, with not a lot of downtime and pauses, um, letting parents know that they shouldn't expect their child to respond between maybe the hours of 9 and 11 p.m. And so you're going all the time. So then setting aside time um, for students to make phone calls in our groups previously at the end of our community group time in the evening or in the morning, depending on how late the night was, um, we end it with everybody call home, let your moms know you're okay. <laughs> and so um, letting them know that they can expect at least that one kind of daily contact um, that is sort of structured uh, lets them have confidence in knowing that their kids are safe, that their kids are um, doing well, and that things are good. Because you don't want to leave um, parents at home worried and anxious about this experience. 
And that's also great for those kids. Um, I'm going to point out particularly high school guys who aren't necessarily uh, wanting to have a full debrief with mom uh, when they call home, but who are who might not respond to any texts. So as an adult leader, have gotten a text message like, is my child okay? They have not responded to anything in three days. Also good to encourage them to say like, yes, um, I will hand my phone to them, right? Or I will ask them to respond to you. Um, so both for, for students who may be parents who are trying to over-communicate and for students who may be under-communicating. That's a great strategy. Thanks for looking out for all of us. 17 and 18 year old <laughs> young men who maybe struggled with that. Who were not who were not responding to mom's texts and mom just wants to know they're okay, right? That's exactly right. You don't want to leave a parent at home worried or concerned, but you also don't want it to take away from anybody's experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's also important that um, you build that trust with parents right. because um if they have a relationship with you, if they know who you are um, and that you have their child's safety and best interest at heart, that's going to calm a lot of those anxieties, too. It's going to make them feel more confident in their um, their ability to go that long without talking to their kids when their kids are that far away. Um, so helping them know about the safety precautions you're taking, making sure you've had had the time to answer all of their questions about the process Um, and then making sure that they have your cell phone um, number so that they can contact you if they're feeling worried or concerned and actually encouraging them to use that um, is a really helpful way to kind of calm those fears and that anxiety. Um, It's also really important um, that you're not triangulating uh, conflict. So if you are struggling with a student who is um, breaking boundaries, your first call should not be mom. Um, <laughs> it should be um, sitting with that student and talking through what's going on and maybe buddying them up with um, another adult leader to walk with them. Um, before you get to calling mom and saying, hey, your kid is doing this, this, and this, and asking them to intervene. They're not there. Um, Mm -hmm. All they can do is send the text that's already getting ignored. (laughs) And so um, making sure that you, to the best of your ability, deal with conflict inside your group, and you don't need to bring mom in for every little infraction. And that's true for your students as well, right? I don't want two students to fight and then have one of them go to mom and then mom sending me a text going like, why aren't you doing something about the situation that maybe as an adult leader, I haven't even been made aware of yet, mm-hmm. right? That a student's not automatically going to mom or dad versus going to the adult leaders who are currently present with them and managing that. Because um, things can get blown out of proportion that way really quickly or triangulated in a really negative way. And it can be a really great opportunity too. I mean, it's we want to prepare our young people for life post high school or outside the home that, you know, these are great ways that in a Christian environment, you get to learn how to deal with conflict or issues that might be there directly. Um, and because eventually parents aren't going to be there in those places as they move on to college or career or military service. And so here it's again, this opportunity for them to grow in their maturity of, uh, uh, just relationships between both adults and also their own peers. And so great learning can come through that. Well, and an ability for you to partner with your parent to be able to say like, 
we're going to handle things internally. I'm going to let you know how that, right? Like, I'm not going to let your child get injured and then not tell you, right? right? Or I'm not going to handle uh, a a conflict that your parent might need to know about and not tell you about it. Um, But I am, uh, I need you to trust me that we're going to handle this while we're here right now. And then I'm going to circle back with you later when that's appropriate and and talk with parents. Uh, it's a back and forth in that conversation, making sure you talk about those things. And that could be something you put in your covenant too, right? Mm-hmm. It's something I've put mm-hmm. in my covenants as right. well in saying like, hey, parents, if, if kid's really upset and uh, you aren't here, <laughs> you need to uh, loop me into that or vice versa. When something happens, I need you to trust that I'm going to bring you into that um, so that we make sure we have the right boundaries for that. And then kind of to that same point, asking parents to keep you in the loop if there are any concerns or emergencies at home, um, if they're yeah. telling their kids things that um, might upset them. Um, making sure that they're also telling you them so that you can uh, walk with those students well is really important yeah, we, to supporting them. Absolutely. And we've seen that play out at the at the gathering in terms of when love and care was shown in those times when something difficult was happening back home of how the, the body of Christ there, um, the local body of Christ that is away, um, is able to rally around a young person to support them. I meant that time, pray with them and be encouraging them in God's word has been uh, impactful in the life of a young person. Absolutely. Well, one of one of the favorite letters I've received after a gathering was from a parent. It started in a way it was kind of like, I wanted to send this to like the people who planned this event. I was like, uh-oh, I what is, where's this going? Dum, dum, dum. Uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. It's like, read on. Okay, what happened? What, what, <laughs> what happened with their, their child? And it was a beautiful letter about how their child came back as a transformed person and all of a sudden just had a more joyful outlook on life and what was happening in their high school life, um, was respectful to her as a mother, um, was all of a sudden doing her chores and helping around the house joyfully and wanting to do this. And finally they talked and she's like, well, I went to this session where a pastor helped me understand the stresses, what it is to be a parent and the responsibilities you have and what you're trying to provide for me. Um, and sometimes I'm not very thankful for that and I don't show that to you. And I got tips on how to do that better. And so here came this wonderful conversation about what had happened at the gathering and what had taken place. But we know sometimes we don't have those situations that happen to where getting youth and the parents to talk about maybe the experience of the days, what they learned, what they experienced, the joys and the challenges of that time maybe do not come out as natural through maybe uh, life lived together. So want to talk about what are some practical ways in which parents can follow up with teens about their experience at the youth gathering. It is so important that we help students walk down the mountain um, after this gathering high experience. And so parents play a pivotal role in that. Um, in giving students space to rest and process what they've learned. Um, the gathering is a marathon. You just run through it and you hear and you learn and you experience so many things. Um, and then you're tired. And so mm-hmm. being sure not to just like jump straight on your kids and ask them, what was your favorite part? What did you learn? All of the <laughs> litany of questions that you've been storing for days. Um, if the first thing, if, if the first time you see them is all of those questions, they're just going to shut down because they're quite frankly exhausted. 
And so giving your student, your child time to rest and process um, is really kind of step one. Um, but then you could go through their pictures um, to help prompt memories here and there um, so that they can talk about the experience. Um, how many times have you been on a vacation um, where you can't remember every detail, but then when you're looking through the pictures, you see something and that sparks the story and you can share um, everything that happened in that moment. And it's just a beautiful reminder and you almost get to re-experience it. Um, so setting aside time to create those moments for your students, that's when you learn the best stuff of the gathering. When they're telling you the stories as they filter out, as they've had time to kind of process in them um, and now they're ready to be shared. Um, and when it's time, to talk about your gathering experience, being sure to use um, open-ended questions that let them kind of guide um, the, their sharing. And so questions like, what surprised you? Or what was different than you expected? What did you learn from that? Um, those sort of questions help them um, process the experience and um, share what they're ready to share. And every time you ask those questions, you're gonna get different answers. And so you'll slowly get to piece the puzzle together without being overwhelming. Um, and then I kind of wanna wrap that up with a reminder that the work of the Holy Spirit doesn't end at the gathering. And so keeping on praying for your student, praying that the truth settles in them and that they continue to see Christ in all things as they've been shown how to do. Um, through this experience. And this can be a great time for you as a family to to get into those verses we studied in Colossians to ask them about the, the things that they were they taught. Um, I, I teased that my parents didn't need me to call home because they knew that like I would give them a play-by-play -play of every moment over the, <laughs> of that experience <laughs> when I got home and, and had had a, a, some downtime, right? So like know your kid, know, uh, you know, how much time they typically need to process that. And then, you know, some are going to need more prompting than others. We are going to have a resource available on the adult leader resource page that's going to help you walk through some, some of those questions, right, to give you some some idea. But it's also great for parents to kind of look through things like that thematic um, paper or um, the social media to kind of help find their own prompts. Um, and then you might just have a student who's going to talk your ear off for the next uh, three weeks about every experience they had at the gathering um, and take that as a moment. I love that for the Holy Spirit to work in that, to help them settle and think about and process and, and um, come to uh, kind of settle into those new learnings and experiences they had at the gathering. Every family is going to be a little different. Every student's going to be a little different. Every parent's going to be a little different. But there are some kind of great overall strategies you can have um, before the gathering, at the gathering, and after the gathering. They're going to help you communicate well with your parents. Uh, what are some tools we might use to to structure that communication to parents so it's consistent and they're getting a lot of the clear communication they need? Oh, I love to use uh, group texting apps, things like Remind or GroupMe or Band. There's a whole slew of options um, in your app store that will help you set up lists um, of contacts so that you can communicate really clearly and effectively. Um, and so letting parents know that they can expect one or two or three, whatever number works for your group texts a day. 
um, will really help them to know how to expect communication. But you can also do social media posts. One of my favorite things to do is to choose a student leader and let them go live in a moment of the gathering. And so let them kind of do an Instagram takeover um, so that they can share their day in the gathering from their perspective. And so then um, parents get to see what each um, component of the gathering looks like from an insider's view um, and from their own students, which is something that parents love. Um, and then finally, in the past with some groups, um, I have used a daily email. Um, for some groups, this has been really good. And for other groups, it's been just a lot of extra work that wasn't really helpful. Um, and so this is a place to really know your group and to discern whether or not um, that's something your parents need and want, or if it's something that would stress you out more at the gathering, because remember, these are long days for you too. Um, but keeping that as an option, um, if that feels right for your group and for you as a way to communicate with families at home. All great suggestions and just getting that ability to utilize technology in a real positive way and keep that connection back home. And and two, for parents, like you said before, for parents back home to stay connected to one another too, as they support their young people who maybe have, uh, again, that they're not able to be with, but yet be able to go through an experience like a youth gathering. So, so thankful for those ideas and insights and all the ways that you and your team are preparing adult leaders and parents for uh, the time while their young people go away to the National Youth Gathering. So thank you so much for your investment in that and being with us today. Thanks for having me. It was so great to be here. So as we're thinking about our preparation for Houston next summer, parents are critical, critical for setup, for planning, uh, connecting with fundraising. Uh, you know, think about some of our younger youth, they might still be transportation for our young people to get to meetings. And so working with them um, so that they can be, again, those engaged parents and supportive of their young people. Um, and this is where in that even preparation process, the communication, the follow through, this is an important place to build trust as a team as you support your youth so that the adult leader, the church worker, depending on what your structure might be in your church, and the parent are a team working to support that young person in their walk with Jesus and preparing for an event like the youth gathering. And it's in the preparation that really we have this chance to set up really great boundaries mm -hmm. and be clear about how um, each uh, the parents and the adult leaders are caring for that young person. That's that same goal that we have, but what's going to work best for everybody. And then making sure you have open communication. Mm -hmm. uh, parents, especially if they've never been to a gathering before, this can seem like a very strange thing that they're right. sending their child to. <laughs> they don't have a context for it. And so having adult leaders who help make sure that there's open communication uh, so that parents know what to expect and uh, how to expect that. Uh, communication to come through. And certainly we want to say, if you're a parent listening to, is that there are a lot of details that go into preparing for an event like the Youth Gathering. So show that love and support for your adult leaders too that are yeah. working hard and yeah. trying to stay on top of all these details, communicating with our office. Um, you know, again, for a lot of people, this isn't a thing you do on a, on a regular basis. So a lot of new learnings along the way. So we're thankful for parents who, again, appreciate the work adult leaders are putting into this process and supporting their own children. And we spend a lot of time with adult leaders thinking about how they're going to debrief and process and use the experience of the gathering in learning and in healthy youth ministry overall. But we need parents to be doing that as well in their homes as they're walking along as things spark reminders of what's happened at the gathering, uh, that parents feel equipped to help process and debrief that experience with their young person. 
you know, great, I just love the conversations that can take place over something like that, or whether it's a youth gathering or serve an event, whatever it might be. As yeah. a young person has that opportunity to, you know, spread their wings a little bit as they mature, um, be able to try new things, um, take on some areas of leadership um, and get to grow as who they are in Christ and get to understand their vocations. It's an exciting time for families uh, to see that. And so uh, we're so thankful when parents are able to take the time to do that, let them debrief and uh, be able to talk about their experience. I, one thing I want to lift up just as we close here is uh, we get some questions from congregations that would say, we've got adults who really want to engage in service at the gathering. Um, and maybe being an adult leader is not the best fit for whatever reason, um, that they're letting someone else maybe have that experience. Maybe it's better for their youth if they're not along with the group together. Um, and that was just one of the reasons why we started basically in 2016, a new volunteer opportunity for adults to come. Um, and it's a commitment over just the five days of the event, uh, but it's another great way where adults can come and serve the gathering. It's a great way to show your love and concern for young people of our church body, um, and as well as to get to know other supportive adults across our synod that are there to serve young people. So it's called Team Flex. That's the kind of the new name for it um, in the 2022 youth gathering. This would be, again, kind of where adults would come on their own, find their own housing. Um, they'd have a schedule, again, very busy days themselves. So this is not a way to bring more adult leaders to the, no. to the gathering because they're going to be busy with their own volunteer schedule. But yet it's another way, again, if you've got parents who really want to engage in a service opportunity and, and want to have a unique one around the gathering, great opportunity. That, uh, that, that application is going to open back up later this summer of 2021 and will remain open into 2022. So again, just another option if you've got parents looking for ways to serve. So some closing questions for you to consider. First, how are you working now to build trust and plan good boundaries with parents? How can parents connect well to what is happening at the gathering in general and with their own youth? And how can you help equip parents to follow up well with their children and debrief the experience of the gathering? We will continue to keep you in our prayers as you partner and communicate with parents about the gathering experience. If you are a parent, know that your role is important in the overall experience your youth has at the gathering. And we hope that parents and adult leaders are praying for each other and for the young people that they serve. God gave us these great supports to care for one another in our vocations, uh, that we have the same end goal of seeing young people who are disciples of Jesus Christ for life. Angles Podcast is a production of LCMS Youth Ministry and KFUO Radio. To find out more about LCMS Youth Ministry or to find links to resources mentioned, go to kfuo.org slash youth ministry. Thank you for listening and caring for the young people of our church.